0: And welcome to a WrestleMania Week edition of Kicking Out at Two as we bring to you the classic Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat WrestleMania 3 Intercontinental Title Match for you in watch along form here this week on Kicking Out at Two. I'm your host, Dave Rosenbluth. This has been. Uh, uh, an interesting return to the airwaves here on Kicking Out at Two. We we get right into WrestleMania season. Two weeks ago, we kicked it off with a classic in Hogan and Rock. Then last week, we had Austin and Brett. The submission match from WrestleMania 13. 25 years to the day. Today, this week here, 35 years later, Savage, Steamboat, Intercontinental title. Watch along with myself and my father. Mr. Dave Rosenbluth himself is going to be here in studio shortly as we're going to watch that classic match back with all of you. Had the WrestleMania three intro uh, opening up the show. Don't own the rights to the music, so don't sue me, please. I'm just a 39 a, a, a year old wrestling fan that likes to podcast about nostalgic pro wrestling. So please, whatever you do, don't sue me. If not, I'll drop the I'll I'll drop the music out of the uh, the, the the recording um, at a later date, of course. But um, yeah, really excited uh, about WrestleMania week it's always a great time of year to be a wrestling fan i know a lot of wrestling fans these days are really sour on the current wwe product but uh i think they're gonna do a great job with the most stupendous two-night event in all of sports entertainment professional wrestling if you will um i'm looking forward to roman and brock i'm looking forward to sasha i'm sorry not sasha i'm looking forward to charlotte and ronda I'm looking forward to Austin Theory and Pat McAfee, Edge and AJ Styles. Even the Johnny Knoxville Sami Zayn match I'm looking forward to. Uh, RK Bro and tag and tag action. Looking forward to it. The, the two night card is pretty cool. I'm looking forward to the return of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I know it's not an official match. I know he's probably going to beat up Kevin Owens, drop a couple stunners, drink some beer in front of the Dallas, Texas crowd, but looking forward to that. Nothing beats a pop after the glass breaks and Austin comes out down that ramp ready for business with his BMF walk. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to WrestleMania. NXT stand and deliver should be a fun card. The Hall of Fame Undertaker's going in with the Steiner brothers, Vader, Queen Charmell, and the Warrior Award recipient, Chad Gaspard. I'm really looking forward to just WrestleMania week in general. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh... Well, it's going to be a lot of fun with all of you too, because if WWE can put out a stupendous two night event, why can't I put out a stupendous two podcast event? That's right. Not only are you going to be listening to this podcast, the WrestleMania Three Savage Steamboat Classic Watch Along, but later this week, probably Friday or Saturday, give or take my schedule, when I'm able to, uh, when it when it affords me the opportunity, of course, because I have work and you know I got bills to pay, I'm going to be dropping a special bonus show. Celebrating the 30th anniversary of WrestleMania 8. Watch along from start to finish with Dennis J. Levy returning to kicking out at 2 and his co-hosting duties. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. We're, we sat down recently, we watched that show from start to finish, we celebrated the, some of the, the classic moments. You know, it's funny. When when I set up a schedule for, for this show, and I've told you guys this before, I try to hit certain milestones and you know, when, when I set up the recording time to record with Dennis, I thought, you know, maybe we'll get ahead and we'll record some stuff for April. Because um, we're going to be doing a lot of 1997 with Monday Night Raws and WCW Monday Nitros. And, you know, I said to Dennis, or we could do a special WrestleMania style bonus show and cover WrestleMania 8. And he was like, ah hey, you know what, let's do, you know, let's do Raw Nitro. That's fine. I'm not, you know, that's okay. And then about a couple minutes later, he was like, hey, he goes... The theme music is it da 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 and I was like, yeah. And he goes, then we're watching WrestleMania 8. And I just thought that, that that was the reason why he wanted to watch WrestleMania 8. So later this week, we're going to be dropping it. WrestleMania 8, we definitely had a lot of fun watching that going back. Hogan and Sid, Savage and Flair, Bret Hart and Roddy Piper. Um, the singles WrestleMania debut of Shawn Michaels, Undertaker and Jake the Snake. There was so much to happen on that show. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, it, it gets looked at as a mediocre WrestleMania, but you know, at nine years old, I thought it was pretty cool. So... Go back and watch that 30 years later. Can't wait for that later this week. But this week, this this day, that's right, this day is dedicated to the classic that is the Macho Man, Randy Savage, uh-huh, defending my Intercontinental Championship against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, uh-huh. That's right. We're going to be watching that. As a matter of fact, we're going to be watching that right this minute. Alright, let's kick this watch-along off here on Kicking Out at 2 as we celebrate the 35-year anniversary of Wrestlemania 3. And joining me, as I promised, in studio, Mr. Rosenbluth, my father, Dave. How's it going?
1: Good, man. Good to be here.
0: Yes. Uh, it's it's This is a first for you. Um, yeah. This <laughs> the first podcast you ever been on? Yes. Okay. Alright. Very cool. So I'm broke your. i broke, I'm breaking your cherry, which is pretty cool. Um but this in particular, there's there's always a method to my madness and a reason why you know I, I have certain people on and you know celebrate certain events. Like I said, this is a 35 year anniversary, and uh, this is also um, the very first WrestleMania you took me to see in a movie theater. It was a closed circuit movie theater 35 years ago, and you also talk very fondly. I know you don't watch wrestling a lot. You you watched it when I was a kid, you know, here and there with me, but. Um, You talk very fondly of this match that we're going to watch. Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Macho Man, Randy Savage. um, Got a couple of questions for you before we get into this watch along here. Um, To the best of your recollection, um, where exactly, what what movie theater was this that you took me to go see this in?
1: Well, it wasn't actually a movie theater. It was called the Agora Ballroom here in West Hartford, Connecticut. It was a concert hall, a rather dingy concert hall. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. In fact, I had seen a couple of concerts there. Um, It it was a back then. It was just a kind of stand and watch the band kind of a place. It was Mm -hmm. just an empty hall, Um, you know, old sticky floors and real dark and crappy lighting. But it was local, you know, five minutes from where we where we were living at the time. So uh, that's the kind of place it was. Um, It wasn't like a regular movie theater or anything like that. It was just a, a small little hall. I don't think there were more than Two hundred and fifty people in the building.
0: Okay, interesting. Now, uh, do you happen to remember? Because I don't. Because uh, I was four years old at the time. Do you happen to remember how much the tickets were to go see this?
1: No, I don't remember. But I'm going to guess somewhere in the range of ten dollars, maybe fifteen at the most for total for the two of us. No, I think per person. Per person. Okay, yeah, I, I think it was somewhere in that range. Okay.
0: Now, back in 1987, that was probably. Would you Would you consider that an expensive evening out? For us to see something like this?
1: Yeah, I think so. Now, back then you go go see closed circuit boxing matches that were probably more money than that. Okay. Uh, you know, championship fights, you know, yep. it's pre-pay-per-view. Yeah. But um, still, for back then I thought like, wow, that, that's a bit much. But, um, you know, it ended up being a fun night.
0: Yeah. Um, and talk to, well, actually we'll get into it, you know, shortly as we're watching this. But... um. Talk to me a little bit to the best of your recollection. What kind of impact did wrestling have on the media and on the mainstream? Because I was four years old. All I cared about was what was on, t- you know, the contents of, of the, the wrestling itself. But what, to your recollection, what kind of impact did it have on the mainstream and pop culture in 1987 at the time?
1: Well, it was just starting to emerge, I guess. Prior to that, the wrestling was a cult thing. Yeah. I mean, I'll just liken it to the band I like, The Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. They, it was just not mainstream. They had a loyal following. People went. They were rabid fans. But nobody else paid attention, really. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was a kid, it, you know, uh, it was Bruno Martino and, you know, Gurley Monsoon and uh, that era of wrestling. Yep. Um, and that was on Saturday mornings, uh, you know, on PIX in New York. And, you know, we watched it most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was still, it was not part of pop culture. The, this is a re- guilty pleasure. Yeah, this WrestleMania, if I'm remembering my history right, is the beginning of the change in that. Yeah. Okay? Oh, no, yeah. Know, uh, with, you know, obviously with Hogan being, playing a big part in it. But yeah. WrestleMania is what, you know, it's kind of like the Super Bowls. Yeah. You know, people go to super, watch Super Bowls. Yeah. that don't watch football. Yeah. WrestleMania is kind of like that now.
0: I mean, in, you know, in, in hindsight, looking back, um, Hogan and Andre... So their match sold this WrestleMania. Savage and Steamboat stole this WrestleMania. Well,
1: yeah. This, to me, was like an old-school wrestling match. Yeah. Okay, where there was a lot more athleticism, a little bit less theatrics, um, and a lot of back and forth where you you, you didn't know who the heck was going to win. Yeah. You know, for sure. Yep. And you didn't know who was going to win going into it. I mean, I personally assumed it was Macho Man because he was the bigger personality. Yep. But Steamboat was a big deal. He was real popular. yeah, oh yeah, I mean, yeah. And,
0: and when we when we watch this you'll see what you know some of the events that led up to the match that will that will you know jog your memory you know, um, from over 35 years ago. Uh, so uh, while we're at it, head over to Peacock on, the, on the, the, the app. It's a terrible app, I must say. you're navigating through this and the, the interface is just awful. but um, do your best to navigate through it. You're going to search WrestleMania 3. On um, the WWE hub of the Peacock app. And then once you get to WrestleMania 3, I want you to fast forward to 1 hour, 41 minutes, and 36 seconds and pause it. And then I'm going to give you a countdown. I'm going to press play. When you pause it, you're going to see the graphic for Ricky Steamboat versus the Macho Man Randy Savage from WrestleMania 3. And without further ado, let's get into it. I might. Jack up the audio from time to time to get kind of a you know so that our listeners can get a kind of an idea of as to what we're watching. Um, they watch you know they they watch along with us to the best you know, the best of their ability, but uh, I try to get them to 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 be more interactive with these watch alongs. So from time to time, I will um, I will uh, put the audio in place cool. um, when it's necessary. It might be a little loud on your end. I'm just going to give you a heads up, um, but just so, just so that the microphone catches. Everything, um, but without further ado, in five, four, three, two, one, hit play. As we see, Randy Savage coming off the top rope. This was what really started it here, as he he hurt uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's throat with that crossbody off the top to the guardrail, and then using the ring bell, as we see there. <laughs> that was that was the the. the the antithesis to, to get into this match. And we see Steamboat getting carted out, falling off the stretcher. And Mean Gene O'Klein with the, the physician. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he might have worked for the company at the time. I don't know if he was a real doctor or not.
1: Yeah, that, that, that'd be questionable. Yeah, for
0: sure. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, there's a famous line in the, in the, the build-up to this match um, from Jesse Ventura where, he, where they talk about Steamboat having a lot of heart um, and Ventura, it was a, kind of a funny remark He said, Steamboat doesn't have a lot of heart He has a lot of throat uh, Which, <laughs>
1: Well, he was certainly clutching it in that uh, clip there yeah. That's for sure
0: And there is continuity in the story With Savage and Elizabeth When it comes to George the Animal Steel Because it was a year prior at WrestleMania 2 He was involved with Randy Savage He was smitten for Elizabeth And he would also be in the corner of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat
1: The hairiest wrestler I have ever seen. Yes,
0: yes. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I never understood how. I never, I mean, I I wasn't really enthralled with that character as a kid. I don't remember, but the whole biting of the turnbuckle and. He goes back to my day.
1: Yep. He goes back to when I was a teenager.
0: And and the funny thing is, when you were a kid, you know, George the Animal Steel was. Was a bad guy, and oh, yeah. he was he was looked at as like this monster. But here in this, you know, in later years, from what I grew up with, he was this like lovable crazy guy, crazy cartoonish right. kind of guy. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, like during your era, he was a he was this monster. He,
1: he was a plain old bad guy, no yeah. question about it. He, you know, he he, he and he was always uh, in the second or third most important match. Yeah, you know, he wasn't a, in a main match that I can recall.
0: And during this time period, he was more or less, um, you know, lower on the card. But right. in this in this case, he backs up Steamboat in this match um, in Steamboat's corner. As we see Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth entering through those, the, the ring carts. We were talking yes. about that earlier, the ring carts.
1: Yeah, that, 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 I, that I remembered. That was pretty cool. I thought it was a really cool way to get them in, um, you know. Uh, it would be pretty cool if they brought it back at some point for some WrestleMania. It,
0: it would be kind of fun if they did that. I, I've always said that the ring carts were, were... It's also
1: quicker to get them to the ring. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's no stopping. There's no crap going on with fans and whatnot. You know, it keeps the card moving.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. And then they had the, the, the girls that they called the the Federettes. They were like the ring girls. Yeah. That, that, that was like a one-time thing. I don't think they did that a whole lot. Um, but... While we're while we're watching the entrances here, let me run through the card to kind of fresh, you know, refresh your memory as to, you know, what else took place on this WrestleMania card. The opening match was the Can-Am Connection of Rick Martel and Tom Zink defeating Cowboy Bob Orton and the Magnificent Morocco with Mr. Fuji. Uh, we also saw Billy Jack Haynes and Hercules with Bobby the Brain Heenan in his corner, ending in a double countout. This is one you'll remember. Hillbilly Jim, the Haiti Kid, and Little Beaver taking on King Kong Bundy, Little Tokyo, and Lord Littlebrook.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Hillbilly Jim was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I liked him. He was cool. Um, and uh, back in those days, they had the little people wrestlers. Yeah, You know, that, that, that kind of went away over time, I guess. But back they then... They were an it was, attraction. Yeah, it was, it was a nice little side show.
0: Yeah, they were an attraction. It wasn't anything that, that, that sustained long-term... Um, uh, appeal or Yeah, ap- I mean. exactly, yeah. Um, also on this card, King Harley Race with Bobby Heenan and the Fabulous Moolah defeated the Junkyard Dog. The loser must
1: bow to the winner. I remember Junkyard Dog, too, in in this particular match. Yep. I, you know, I remember his shtick and what he did in the ring and stuff. He was, he was entertaining.
0: Yeah. Also, we saw the Dream Team, Greg Valentine and Brutus Beefcake with Johnny Valiant and Dino Bravo in their corner defeating the Rougeau brothers, Jacques and Raymond. Uh... Hair versus Hair. Rowdy Roddy Piper defeating adorable Adrian Adonis with Jimmy Hart. <laughs> and that was when the the birth of Brutus the Barber Beefcake was born. He yeah. would help Piper cut Adrian Adonis's hair at the end of the match. Um, Danny Davis and the Hart Foundation. Brett and Jim Neidhart with Jimmy Hart in their corner. Defeated Tito Santana and the British Bulldogs in the six-man tag team match.
1: Well, that would be a good match.
0: Uh, Butch Reed defeated Coco Beware. This match was following that, Randy Savage and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Following this match was the Honky Tonk Man with Jimmy Hart defeating Jake the Snake Roberts with Alice Cooper in his corner. (laughs) Um, The Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov defeated the Killer Bees. And then the main event was Hulk Hogan defeating Andre the Giant for the World Wrestling Federation Championship.
1: It's a long card.
0: It was, yeah. But this show goes roughly—I want to say—let me look at the timestamp here.
1: Three hours and five minutes. That's uh, short by today's standards.
0: Yeah, today's standards—they go usually three and a half, almost four hours for WrestleMania. Now it's so big, they've—they're—they're they're going two nights. So. Yeah.
1: Um, well, you know, when you got it, something going—you know, good going, you milk it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, they—they—it's—it's it's definitely evolved. It's gone from you know being in. In, in, in smaller venues. This was the first stadium WrestleMania that that had transpired. And as we're recording this today, Tuesday, March 29th, it is the 35-year anniversary of this event. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, this show will drop tomorrow on March the 30th um, as we see Savage and, and Steamboat locking up. Here's something you might find interesting. Um, I saw an interview with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat once and talking about this match, and Steamboat said that in preparation for this match, he had to practice the entire match with Randy Savage at his home. And Savage had pages upon pages of, of, of legal pads with every move, every sequence, down to, like, down to the second. He was meticulous wow. in, in planning. And it was to a point where usually Savage would... Um, nice deep arm drag by Steamboat mm-hmm. there. Um, and this is the athleticism that you had referred to earlier. Between these two?
1: Well, especially because it's interesting to say that it was Savage that had all, you know, that they had to rehearse it because, you know, my memory of Savage is more about theatrics and, you know, getting up on the turnbuckle and, you know, pile driving the guy and ending it. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of, uh, you know, major moves that I can recall, uh, but whereas. Uh, Steamboat, that's what he was. He To me, he was like an athlete in there with, with all the, what you'd call the more traditional wrestling moves. Yeah. Steamboat over the years
0: was presented as, like, his athletic ability is what really embodied his work. And a, a character, I mean, he was, there wasn't a whole lot to him in, in, as far as his character goes. But his appeal was his work in the ring.
1: Yeah, he was kind of a clean guy. Yeah, he was you know? clean cut.
0: You couldn't make him a bad guy. Right. It wasn't believable. No. no. He, was, he was too nice of a guy. Yeah,
1: for sure. I mean that you see that's savage, you know. He's raking the eyes, and then he's praying it to the crowd. That's what he, you know. That's what I remember of him. You know, he was a good performer. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, you know, like this stuff here, you know, lifting him up and whatnot. You know, uh, steamboat. You know, the two of them, they, they must, they really worked on their dance because they did it really well. Yeah. I mean, this... I, I remember being there, and the crowd would. Surge with different moves and different sequences because they were, you know, it's a, it's not quite there yet in the match, but you know, during this match there be sequences of back and forth. The where, near falls. Yeah. That's, yeah.
0: That's a lot of what gets what gets talked about amongst fans and guys in the industry as well that look at this match as a template for, you know, a, a great wrestling match. This is this match is still regarded to this day as easily some people call it the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. Some people call it the greatest wrestling match of all time. Um, oh, still, yeah. to this day, I mean, it, it You could it, argue it, it holds for sure. Up. Yeah,
1: you, you definitely could argue that. Because, uh, you know, right now, in this early stage, it's a little bit more about the, the, the theatrics and out of the ring and the whole bit. But, yep. but um, they get going with those sequences, back and forth off the, uh, off the ropes and dodging and ducking and flying over. And like you said, then all the near falls um it was, it was impressive and i just remember the crowd in the theater really surging and gasping and responding to all of that that's mm-hmm. what made it really cool yeah
0: i i i don't have many memories i mean i have i have a few but uh, of, of attending but a couple that really come to mind um was the the cha- as as we were watching it 35 years ago in the movie theater you know, it went the the setup in the dome with like the, the the roof. It went from daylight to nighttime, and it felt like as we were watching it, like at least at four years old, I felt like I was there because of the the, the, the change in the in the in the the, the time right. with the lighting. And then there was another memory I think I remember of standing on my chair quite a bit. To see, because a lot of people had stood up.
1: Yes, that's for sure. And we were not that far away from the screen. We uh, we couldn't have been more than ten or fifteen rows back. Okay. And but having said that, I do remember that a lot of people got up a lot, and you were on your chair a lot. To, yeah. To see to see the thing, and you know um, it. it uh, you know, people got riled. I mean, here you go. This is the second time he you know it's a he nearly counts him out. That um, goes for the cover. Yeah. yeah. That Savage goes for it, but. Um, you know, uh, it was um, it was a good back and forth for sure. Yeah. The whole the whole uh, match. Yeah. You know, and uh, man, George Steele is just the hairiest thing ever. <laughs> My God, you know, everybody else in the whole wrestling world is you know oiled up, clean, chiseled, right, and yeah. clean. Yeah, and he's like a, a wildebeest. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, mean
0: that, that. I mean, sometimes you got to be different to stand out, and that's what he did. Well, you know, with the green got, tongue. And, I
1: think if you find, you know, you're 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 you like to look back at these things, but if you go even further back to when I was a kid and before, more guys looked like him than didn't. Yeah, there was. It, it
0: definitely it went from being you know um, guys of all different shapes and sizes to now you get guys with more um, athletic looking physiques and this is the sequence I think we're talking about yeah. here with the the back and forth the yeah. near falls
1: Yeah and you can see in the background here if people are watching you can see in the background you know folks are starting to clap and whatnot because things are going on here pretty quickly yeah you know they're just flying off ropes and stuff and you know people are are clapping there there it's almost like a a build here you know yep. uh, they're, oh, yeah, really they're doing a great job to build this thing and you know <laughs> they give themselves a break most of the time by throwing each other out of the ring but um uh, and they probably needed those breaks because of uh, how long this match went
0: Well the cardio too and everything that, that, that yeah goes into this match itself
1: I mean you look at Steele and you say to yourself they could never have a character like that today <laughs> <laughs> just yeah I, I mean, they take too much heat for uh, having somebody who Quite frankly is being portrayed as a mentally challenged guy, you know? yeah,
0: oh I know yeah I mean that's that's exa- that's essentially what he was yeah. if you look back and you, you really think about it he right. would, you know ver nonverbal didn't talk a whole lot, but if he did it was in short bursts you know you know if if Oakland would interview him, he would have like a one word answer
1: Elizabeth. Right. You know? <laughs> like, right. like that was it you know He'd froth at the mouth yeah they'd, they'd cut back to the ring, yeah, it's true, but you know you know and here, like this, he's helping you know Steamboat to get back to the ring after getting thrown out. Um, you know, the <laughs> it just it was a clever idea, it was a nice little subplot to the whole thing, yeah. It's got it, it you really, know it's, was. you know, what it's got
0: to me, it's got a, a, a very, um, uh, it's slightly reminiscent of the uh, Lenny and Joe of Mice and Men, yeah. You know, Steamboat's not necessarily the. the you know, the, I mean, Steembo's a nice guy, but Steamboat wasn't, you know, in, in, mice, in the mice and Men, you know, Lenny was the mentally challenged.
1: Right. He's not Lenny. really Joe. It, it, but, but yeah, but he's a, not really Joe. But, but he, Elizabeth he, is definitely the chick. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> you <know>? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> from, from the book and the yep. movie. No question. Yeah. She's, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't surprise me if someone, when they thought up the storyline, brought that, um, that, that, that element end-up. into it, yeah. And said, we could do something like that. And
0: again. Steamboat wouldn't necessarily be Joe in the sense where he would be frustrated with George. He would he would actually welcome George's presence and, 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 and look after him in a caring way. Whereas, you know, the Joe character in Of Mice and Men, he was at times frustrated and annoyed with Lenny. But he still had this, like deep down, behind that callous kind of um, character, he was... He had a soft spot for him. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Steamboat on the surface has a soft spot for him, you know, all the time throughout this. Yeah. And, a, you know, a common enemy in Randy Savage.
1: Yeah. I mean, this sequence all through here, Savage has been carrying it. He's had, this is his third near fall with him in the last, like, two minutes. Yeah. But, um, so you know that there's a, a comeback coming soon here from... Uh, from Steamboat? From oh, yeah. Steamboat. But, um, you know, um... The funny thing about uh, sa- funny thing, uh, Savage, he, I, he always looks like he's exhausted. <laughs> you know, he and pain. Doesn't it seems to me in a lot of the big matches, he always gets hurt real bad. Even when he wins, he kind of staggers off and he's all beat up. Yeah, he like sells that. it really well. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, you know, he should have been in a soap opera because he's got the melodramatics down pat. Yeah, you know? no,
0: Savage, Savage definitely, you know, he. He was very meticulous with his character and his storytelling. Um, What did you think of the dynamic of Savage and Elizabeth back then, 35 years ago, where he was, you know, literally the macho man and she was this soft-spoken, you know, um, clean-cut woman that was standing by his side?
1: Yeah, well, you know, first of all, back then she was like the only woman around in the whole scene there, you know? The only pretty woman around. Yeah, right. And... Secondly, I mean, I don't know much about her, like, personally, but my impression as an adult watching this when you were a kid was that that she was uncomfortable with the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> that, she looked it. Right. And that wasn't acting. I don't think it was something that she really, I mean, you know, uh, did easily. Yeah. Uh, at all. Um, but it ended up working... Uh, you know, for them, uh, mainly because Savage carried it. I mean, he was so bombastic, and he was, you know, like a lot of good characters are. They're, they're, they're so over the top. And Savage is uh, starting to get, get pounded here by a uh, steamboat. But Foot did, on the rope. Yeah, yeah. A good trick. But, you know, the, uh, um, it, the crowd liked it. I mean, you guys all ate it up. I mean, yep. she was a mainstay for a long time. Yeah. You know, I mean, it became a big deal.
0: And when they split them up, it you know some people say it didn't feel the same. Um, you know, no, when, when no, so, I,
1: I think it was either them as a pair or nothing. Yeah, the
0: yeah. The, the money was in them together.
1: Yeah, because I, you know she never could carry herself her own weight, so to speak. You know, she wasn't vocal, she wasn't bombastic, she wasn't dramatic on her own. She needed. Him. She
0: needed assistance. Yeah. Yeah.
1: She definitely did. I mean, she, you know, a very pretty lady. But I think in the end, that's really what she was. A yeah. pretty lady.
0: Yeah. She was, she was an added attraction to the presentation yep. that was Randy Savage. Yeah. Sunset flip, kick out by Savage. I think this is where we get some more of those yeah, near so falls. Yeah, so this is the
1: second one now. and Off the same move. And, um, and he goes right back at it. Tries again. And somehow it gets out of, Savage gets out of that one. And, you know, the, the ref here, he sold it pretty good, too. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, he looks exhausted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you <laughs> he know, he they, stood up just there. He shook his head. He was like, Jesus. He, he's getting a little red-faced. And he's staggering a little bit. You know, he's like, somebody end this thing, will yeah. you? Yeah. You know, but they, um, um, and, and I will say this, too. They had a variety of, of uh, pin attempts. You know, different moves to get, yep. you know, it wasn't the, just laying over the guy's chest 15 times. Yeah. You know, um, they, you know, Steamboat has tried this move now two or three times and Savage rolls it over and almost pulls it off too. Uh, but um, they have been through a lot of them in the crowd and in the background. You can see that they're, they're seeing all these near falls and they're like, man, this, you know, you don't see this very yeah. often. You just don't.
0: Yeah, this was this. I mean, it stole the show. It was the It was the match of the night. Many, like I said, many have considered this the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. And a lot of guys use this match as a template to, to you know, what's inspired them to get into the wrestling business. Chris Jericho has told a story once to him and his friends used to reenact this match in the basement, and they would swap who would play Savage, who would play Steamboat, and they would go move for move, hold hold for hold. Um, well, that's so pretty. See-
1: that's pretty good. Oh, now the ref gets pounded.
0: Which back then that wasn't you know, the, the, the that was, that was rare. The ref getting yeah. you know knocked down. Now that's you know every other match in today's wrestling. The, and the now referee, of course he's
1: going to go for a pin. And, you know, people, somebody go for a pin. And there won't be a ref there to yeah. deal with it. You know. But yeah, this is a patented thing. He loved going up there. The elbow drop. This yeah, is the finish off, right off here. The turnbuckle. You know. This
0: is his normal finish. And those, and those elbow. I mean, you look at you look at that that elbow drop looked like it could it could really. Do some damage
1: depending yeah, on how yeah. you land. Right. I mean, you know, that was as close to um, you know he. That's what broke his fall. Was making contact with Steamboat. Yeah. You know, if he if his elbow hits the canvas, you know he could he could break his elbow, separate his shoulders, break his collarbone. Yeah. You know, something like that.
0: He's going for the bell.
1: Yeah. No surprise there.
0: Yep. And you know it's funny. Let me let me see if the commentary Steamboat or. Let me see if I can play the... Con- oh, well, Steele takes the bell-, bell from him. Yeah. And I remember vividly in the commentary that Ventura blames Savage's loss on on Steele's interference here. But Monsoon has to remind Ventura that it was Savage that inter- inter- introduced the ring bell. And Ventura just totally, like, brushes it off as if Monsoon wow. didn't even say it.
1: Well, that's what Jesse would do, though. Jesse- and this is the finish right here. Yep. Yeah. And he actually got him.
0: And he actually got him this time. And
1: I remember, what I remember from that exact moment is the crowd went nuts in the theater. You were standing and I picked you up underneath (laughs) your arms so you could see everything. You you were up in the air, you know, over my head. Yeah. And the place was going, the theater was going absolutely nuts. Yeah. It was going nuts. That was, uh, you know, I was not a big wrestling fan. It was on because you loved it. But that to me was the closest thing to the kind of wrestling match I saw as a kid.
0: That you liked, yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, that had a lot more athleticism yeah. in it. Less theatrics and it was more yeah, about the more athletic more about the moves. Yeah,
0: yeah, more about the athletic ability.
1: Yeah, and those guys sold it, man. They really, really did, I gotta say. Um, you know. And then Steele carries him off like that. That's it's just Yeah, I mean
0: shit, I would too. He's exhausted, you know. <laughs> I look at Steele. And man. yeah, and he's just yeah, he's he's basking in it too.
1: Yeah. crazy. But that 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 I remember. Even this whole thing out, we were you know the place was going nuts. Yeah. You know it was a big big deal. Now my memory's weak on all this, but he didn't hold that title for very long. No,
0: he didn't. He did not. As a matter of fact, this is an interesting story. Um, not long after he he won this belt, um, he went to Vince and asked for some time off so he could be with his wife. And his kid at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his son was just born, or he's a newborn. Uh, and you know, Vince said, "Well, you know, we invested all this money in you. We put the belt on you. You know, now it's you know your turn to kind of carry the load, etc." And so, Steamboat and St- they agreed that Steamboat was going to drop the title. And here's an, here's another funny, interesting part about that. He was originally supposed to drop the title to Butch Reed at a television taping, and Butch Reed no showed. And it was Hogan who suggested to Vince that they put the belt on the Honky Tonk Man. And it was Honky Tonk Man that would beat Ricky Steamboat to become the Intercontinental Champion. Really? Yeah. And Honky Tonk Man would end up having, which to this day still exists, the longest reign as the Intercontinental Champion that for I over 15 did. months. Really? Yeah. That I never knew. Yeah, he was the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion. As we, uh, we, we close out this watch along here on kicking out at 2 uh, thank you all so very much for, for tuning in and checking this out um, thank you as well for, oh, for, be for for being a part of this it was this, was fun. Lot, this was a lot of fun uh, and check out our bonus show that we have scheduled for you this weekend here Wrestlemania weekend as Dennis and I sat down and watched Wrestlemania 8 from start to finish close to 3 hours that show was headlined by Hulk Hogan and Sid Justice, Ric Flair and Macho Man for the title that was actually I don't know if you remember this but you actually took me and Dean to Nana and Grandpa's to watch that show and while Nana and Grandpa were in Florida Looking for a
1: house. That I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. And that
0: was like supposed to be Hulk Hogan's last match <laughs> yeah. at the time. You know, he was going to leave or whatever. Yeah. So Dennis and I, we, we sat down recently, watched that start to finish, celebrating the 30th anniversary of that. So check out that bonus show in the streams over at the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Search Retromania with a W. You can find all of the great shows are kicking out at two on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. You can find us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, any podcast platform available by searching retromania with a w. And with that being said, I think it's officially about this time that we put this show down for the three count and we'll see you all next week.